Coming to you from a basement in Colorado, these two childhood best friends try to expand their horizons by experiencing the best in art, music, movies, literature, and experiences. These cultural pearls might get trampled in the process, but at least the pigs are going to be happy. This is the Swine Before Pearls podcast with Joel and Trent. Hey, it's me, Joel. And it's Joel's friend. Trent, this is Swine Before Pearls. The podcast, Welcome back. The podcast where we try not to get canceled. What? What? <laughs> okay. So You're going to uh, get canceled, I just wanted me. to just make a toast to you, though. Okay, um, cheers. We got some, some grape, grape-flavored bingo. Oh, bright. I have a... What is this? Coral flavored. Oh, coral flavored. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Yeah. What a special day. Wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. He actually drank it. All right. We're going to see if that does any. Did you you actually drink it? No. Oh. It's it's got a little. You, You sold it well. It's got a little. Got a little filter tip. To all you on the uh, on yeah, the yeah, most audio. of our listeners are podcast listeners. They have no idea what's to going on. To people on the audio, I'm I'm trying to drink a bingo bright, uh, which in fact is not a daminal, daminal, damn, damn, damn. Well, spe- speaking speaking of damn, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Transition. What, what an intro. Okay. And today we're going to be talking about to pimp a butterfly. To pimp a butterfly. All right. So. I guess first off, what was your like exposure to Kendrick Lamar before oh, okay. um before we dove into this album? Um, I'm pretty sure my exposure to Kendrick Lamar was like all little suburban white kids, which is uh Mad City. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a pretty good banger and you know, feels cool when you're driving up and down the street in your minivan. <laughs> Well, that was the cool thing I liked about Mad City was it has a. It has. It, is that like the same model yeah, of van you yeah, had? Yeah, it, it had the it had the same model oh, of van. You that were I had. you were destined to like that album. Yeah, so I felt pretty OG doing that. Oh yeah, but uh, I actually have never listened to Mad City in really? my life. Yep, never oh. in my life. I I've heard swimming pools like twice. Yeah, but that's it. I, um, I I there were three songs off of Damn that I really liked. Um, but I never listened to Damn like all the way through until like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I I think I really like uh, Mads. I I I'd say after kind of reviewing and going through Pimp a Butterfly, I I think I like Mads a lot better. I okay, so does Steven. I think it's more. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, brothers. But I I th- I think it's more geared to. I think it's more geared to like my personal taste and music. Okay. But uh, it, it's nice. It's nice, I'd say, to be like reviewing music that you kind of already have a previous association with the artist a little bit. Like you, you know of other work. I have not listened to. Okay, scratch that. I've listened to one song off of Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly before. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything off of it. Um, uh, but I was actually super interested in it uh, for one reason ooh. and. It was because of a super asinine uh, conversation my friends were having on a group chat. And uh, we had the one friend who was like, there's no artistic value in rap music. And then like all, all my friends who were into rap were like listing like a bunch of like 
good rap albums yeah. and this was one of them and it like the name kind of stuck with me yeah so i was like i, I kind of want to listen to that i think i think that was the thing that struck me first about this album was like definitely the name i mean dang you want to like you want to like get people to it's kind of so i wrote this college paper and the teacher told me write something with a eye-catching so I said, shut up and read my paper. <laughs> that was the title of my paper. What was the paper on? I don't even remember. But it was called Shut Up and Read My Paper. And it and you know, it was it was kind of a, a gamble, I guess, to do that for a college class. Not really, because college is a joke. But um but it, you know, it was kind of a gamble. But it's like stuff like that, like titles like that that are really just like different, I think are a great initial exposure of like, oh, Pimple Butterfly. I wonder, you know, that, that's kind of weird. I wonder what that's about. I said you're holding back. She said, shut up and read my paper. <laughs> okay. So, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll jump into yeah. it. So, my first impression of this album was um, Wesley's Theory comes on, mm -hmm. and I really like the old sample of uh, every person of color is a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like it builds up and like there's this like strong beat in the background yeah. and it's like really exciting. I'm like, yes. And then um, for free comes on. It's an interlude. So like, yeah. I think it's like a little less exciting. Mm -hmm. And then King Kunta comes on. I love King Kunta. Tell me why. It's the coolest song ever. Like I, I love it so much. Um, cause it's just got like this really funky beat mm -hmm. and like every, every word hits hard. Um, like they all sound good together. Like all the words sound good together. And like it, it just, it feels really cool to listen to. Yeah. But then institutionalized hits and the album never recovers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you're not gonna like it, but uh oh, I I really liked institutionalized. No, I actually I actually like institutionalized, but like and like I think especially like as I listen to the album more. Yeah, but like I don't know, like the first three songs are like they they felt like it was just building up. It's super exciting. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, we're dropping it down, and I wasn't ready. Yeah, because yeah, I I love. I think not nothing nothing in my life will ever compare to King Kunta again. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I'm 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 really happy you discovered that. Yeah. It's um, beautiful. I, I think a good word to describe the album for me, just like listening wise, is chaotic. All right. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's I, valid. I, I think so, you know, obviously like I'm at work, like it's not like I've got a vinyl and five hours of free time so I can sit and be like, mm. you know, it's like yeah. I've got my AirPods in and it's like, okay, this is the album we're doing. So I throw it on and I'm going to work. And I'm going to just say like, while that album was going on throughout my day, it was a, it was just, a, it was like chaos in my head while <laughs> people are trying to be like, they're like, Hey, uh, Joel, can you come and, uh, can you come and move this thing? And we're going to get going on this. And I'm just hearing in my head, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is really chaotic. Like this is not, not necessarily described as easy listening. I would say. Yeah. I, this was actually, 
So, like, full transparency, we we had kind of a, like, I don't I don't know what the word is, but like we we intentionally like didn't tell people about the podcast for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, as as a way to like not be annoying and to like actually get started on it before we just yeah. tell everybody about it and then we're one episode wonders. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> like those other podcasts. Yeah, like those other two swine podcasts. Yeah, but hit us um, back. I my my cousin who is also my landlord. Uh, I, I I had to go talk to her because I was like, this this album is like very explicit. Yeah. And she's got like a nice family. She's got her husband. She's got yeah. her little baby. And like I didn't want to be like blasting music in my room. <laughs> it was like there's my degenerate Man, cousin with like explicit music. Trent's and going then, through some darkness right yeah. now. Let's just let him be. It, it's just like her sitting her sitting with her daughter and her husband. They're in their nice home, and yeah. then all of a sudden you hear, "This dick ain't free." <laughs> Can I just say, I'm like, I was trying to have normal conversations with people while I have my AirPods in, and I'm just like, I'm like looking at them, and it's just like, "This dick ain't free," <laughs> and it's just going on and on in my head, and I'm just like. Can't, I can't do this. Like, if they only knew the things that I'm <laughs> listening to right now, I'm like, I'm like, this is insanity. Yeah, I feel uh, that, dude. I feel uh, that a lot. Man, I I oh. love the chaotic energy on that song though. For free, yeah? Question mark interlude. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like, like I talked about, it was in the three song buildup. Yeah. But have you seen the music video for it? No. Okay, it's it's so funny to me because it starts off with the girl and she's like she's like swearing him out, right? Yeah. And she's just like calling him all this stuff, and then uh, he pops up, like as basically like this horror monster chasing her around, and <laughs> she's like running away from him through the corridors, and he's just popping up and rapping at her. <laughs> Maybe I should have looked that up. Yeah. I would have. I would have been a little like, I would have been a little sussed out trying to find the music video <laughs> for that song. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no it. It, I, I think that's a good way to put the album, though, is just like this chaotic energy. And and I I think it serves it really well, though. And yeah. I, I, I don't think, you know, if I'm about to get introspective and all airy-fairy here, so just bear with me. I'm trying yoga. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, no, but, uh, you know, art... I think I think when we think of music, we like to kind of make it linear and like put it in a little package, you know, and say, okay, here's my my beginning to the album. You know, maybe it's like a little intro, and then my maybe maybe an interlude, you know, and then some some nicely placed songs kind of right in the middle there, and everything is nice and buttoned up and still an expression of an art form, but it's like you can kind of follow along what's happening. And I think what a lot of this album is, is, is kind of like an antidote, anecdote, 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 and antidote, antidote. I don't know how to speak English. This is kind of say existential, (laughs) existential, um, extra stencils, but no, this, this is kind of an antidote to that of like, you know, we can just, we can just produce stuff that's on our minds and on our hearts and what we want to talk about and just kind of throw it out there. 
And it doesn't necessarily have to be cohesive and it doesn't necessarily have to be nice, wrapped up nice. And maybe it's another one of those things where you have to dig into it a little bit deeper than just listening to it to kind of understand the thought process behind that. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to talk about like songs that you have to like dig deeper into. Yeah. uh, I think These Walls is a good one. Yeah. Because you hear it and you're like, this is a sex jam. Yeah. Uh, But actually... Plot twist, it's actually a very dark song about sleeping with um, the girlfriend of the person who is now in jail for shooting one of your friends. Yeah, that's that's just such heavy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think I think that's the thing is like on the surface, you can be like, oh, I can kind of relate to this maybe. And then you like get into it. It's like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. this is this is a lot more than I know about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of a dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of Yeah, I think I think with this one, it's kind of I mean, let's call it a spade a spade. I mean, it's it's hard to like it's hard to like I think give this a proper like review and be like oh i totally relate to that no totally i i think it's not like the it's not like the beach boys where it's like oh they're singing about having beach blonde hair and sitting out in the sand i know what that's like and it's like that story you just said we can't relate to that and i think it makes it a little little trickier to to come out with the right things to say sometimes yeah it comes this album um so like that that was something like at the forefront of my mind oh, re- yeah. reviewing this album is like I almost had like a little bit of an existential crisis about it. Yeah. Where it's like you know, I I don't want to get like buzzwordy about it, but we we came we came from like very fortunate backgrounds. For sure. And like this is this is about like the socioeconomic problems of being or growing up in the hood. Yeah. And being involved in gang violence. Yeah. And that's that's not something that we can really, like, relate to. And, like, I feel like, like, I think back on our Marvin Gaye episode, and mm-hmm. we, we pushed the line a little bit. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, oh, yeah, economic problems. Like, yeah, we've we've struggled with those. Like, we, we've, we're fairly fortunate as things go. Yeah. Um, but... I think the value in that for me was like exposure to like worlds that are outside of my comfort zone, mm. which I think is a very healthy thing. Yeah. Um, so like part part of me was like, should should we even be reviewing this album because yeah. it, it doesn't <laughs> fit nicely with our format? Yeah. But my answer was yes. Like if we're trying to like get new experiences, then yes, yeah. we absolutely should. Yeah, no, I, I, I was having the same, con- it's, it's funny because I was having the same conversation with myself where I yeah. was like, I'm listening to this thing, I'm standing around at a job site and I'm like, this is, this is kind of tough, you know, like this, this is kind of like a tough uh, work of art to kind of go over and I don't know if we're equipped to, to give it its due or to say anything, you know, transformative or anything about it. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. And it's like, we're just kind of, we're two just dopey dudes just like hanging out in a basement. But I think you're right. Like, if we want to experience things, and I think this is what this podcast was started for, was to open our minds to new experiences. Yeah, I think 
I think that serves its purpose really well. And I think it's it's kind of harder to be funny and silly. Um, oh man, I could get really deep on something here. Okay, get really deep, Joel. I'm here for it. Oh, shoot. Okay. I might I might out myself a little bit, but uh oh. Um Joel is over party. So yeah, Joel is over party. Um so I don't know what it's like to be institutionalized, but I do have experience being locked up for certain things. And something I kind of realized when I ran into troubles with the law um was just how what a different world that is. Hmm. You know? Like there's there's dudes with like I have tattoos, right? Cool. That makes me cool. That makes me, you know, badass guy. Doesn't doesn't really like I'm 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 sitting around dudes with like tattoos for like things that they've done and like serious, serious stuff. And I think I think it really puts everything into perspective where it's like Oh, I've been going around my life thinking I'm like a really tough dude or, I, you know, I'm cool. But like in reality, there's a whole other world out there that even scratching the surface of it is kind of terrifying, you know? And I kind of had that realization. And that this album kind of brought up some of that with me of like, yeah, kind of touched that. But there's like a lot of terrifying stuff out there in in this and you know what at the same time that it's good to kind of shed light on that so you and i can be exposed to it you know and have a knowledge about it but yeah it's kind of crazy because because you just you don't really understand yeah you know like i like i'm sitting across from a guy and i'm like i don't understand what you what led you to be here i can speculate but it's probably none of the same things that i'm i'm here for and that's that's kind of crazy yeah um Something something I really thought about in regards to this album, which, like, we we try and, like, I, I, I don't want this podcast to be about controversy, no. like, controversial stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, Kendrick's talk about police violence were kind of eye-opening to me just in the sense of, like, how he sees the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he talks about how, uh, or, like, kind of the impression I got was like growing up in the hood. Yeah. Like if you, if you're involved in gang violence, like I think the way we grew up is like police, police are just part of the system. Like, Oh, they're the, they're the ones you call if somebody breaks into your house or if you get in a car accident. Right. But if you grow up in the hood, I'd, I'd imagine like you just see them as like another, another faction. Yeah. Um, which was like a fascinating thought to me because it's like, wow, that's like a a whole different world. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, say what you want, but like you can, you can go to those areas and you feel, you feel like a, a very intense, like this is different. Like stuff, stuff here is different. Like this isn't tar, this isn't target and Petco and we're going to get out of our car and we're going to walk around and go shopping like this 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 place has a different set of rules and i think i think if you don't have an in, an intense knowledge about that 
it's hard to like add anything to this, you know. Yeah. But I think I think a big part of this album is to educate as well. And that I kind of got that I got I kind of got that feeling a little bit from from some of the stuff in there. It it like wants to educate and it wants to be like here's some of the realities that I've faced. Um yeah, which I think that's that's very much what uh Kendrick is trying to do with this album. Yeah. Um I was actually looking something that actually made me feel like I'm a lot more comfortable like going into this podcast was um in Kendrick's album sec- section 80. He has a song called um F your ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And it's about like you know it do- it doesn't matter like what racial background you come from like um like I have a message that I want to share with you. Yeah. Um and so like that that really helped me to be like okay he's not excluding me from this yeah. like this isn't about me yeah none of this is about me yeah but I can still like I can still enjoy this and appreciate yeah, it yeah you're kind of you're kind of like observing it and you're and that's what you're doing you're you're observing it and and forming forming ideas and and stuff and I think that's what art in a sense is supposed to do you know it's like like you can look at a picture of a a great battle you don't know what that you know, you don't know what it's like to be in a battle. You don't know what it's, you know, what it smells like, what it feels like, but you can kind of get a sense of it and appreciate, and I guess appreciate like what's going on, what's trying to be said. You know? Yeah. And like <laughs> understanding like other people's experiences is incredibly healthy yeah. and what we need more of. So listening yeah. to this album is very healthy. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was like, and and it's like like we said, you know, if there is I think as we're kind of growing up in the world and we're doing media now, I guess, you know, I think it's important to be like I don't know. I, I think it's important to to not just tiptoe around stuff and just say like, oh well, you know, this isn't necessarily on brand or this is a bad look. Like, no, you can do it. It's okay. Like like it's all part of growing up and, you know, having deeper respect for people, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. And I think, I think that's very transformative. Yeah. So, which, um, in the same way we're kind of having this experience, I think that, uh, like I've, I watched some interviews with Kendrick and he kind of talked about like a lot of his inspiration from the, uh, for the album was like actually going to talk and talking with people mm-hmm. who had experiences different from his own. So like yeah. he, when he talks about like apartheid. Yeah. He um, went to South Africa. Yeah. He right? went, he went to South Africa and like actually like talked with people there and yeah. he, he like kind of realized like their situation is worse than his. Yeah. Which I want to, I want to emphasize that's him saying that not me. <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause, uh, I had I had a nice I had a nice upbringing, yeah. Trent's Trent's not trying not to get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh Wait. no, but I I I really like that, and I I I looked into that too, and I was like, you know, it's it it's cool, and and it doesn't matter where you're from, you kind of live in your own section of the world, yeah. you know, like like I I spent my formative years in in China growing up, you know, I I was like. 
completely in a different culture, you know, and, you know, we can sit in our pocket and say whatever, but it doesn't matter what pocket you're from. You can always go over to another pocket and it's a completely different experience, you know? And I think it's weird as Americans because we're, we're kind of so homogenized, you know, but when you really break down like the fabric of America, it's so many different groups and so many different beliefs and stuff. And it's, it's all like in this complex weave trying to work together. Um, and so I really appreciated the fact that he was, you know, while he was making this, he didn't just want to make like a rap album that was like kind of every rap album, which is just, just my stuff. He's like, I want to go out and see what the rest of the world is like. And actually get to the meat behind like the Nelson Mandela story, which is an incredible, um, which is an incredible story and going to like the, the, the jail that he was in and like having his own like experience and connection to that. You know, I think that's awesome. And I think stuff like that makes very good and, um, convincing art yeah um which how much a dollar really cost i think all did you did you ever see the inspiration for that no. song so um he didn't actually encounter god disguised mm. as a homeless man mm. uh plot twist uh <laughs> he it was actually like this homeless man that he talked to and like he he brushed him off at first but then he turned around and was like i should I should actually talk to this guy. Like I should see what he's about. Yeah. And the homeless man said, like, or, like he talked to him and like, I think he, w- he was like actually surprised that he was able to connect with him. Sure. And like the homeless man said, God bless you before he went. And it was, he was just like, Oh, like, like we, we, we share like a common faith. Yeah. Um, like that's a, that's a huge deal, which I think on another note about how much a dollar cost, can you imagine like, so, so I guess for anyone who didn't listen to the album, like the song is basically about how like this homeless, homeless man bothers Kendrick for a dollar. And he's like, no, you like smell of alcohol and like you're, you're suspicious. Yeah. And he, he just like keeps harassing him. And then like, uh, finally the homeless man is like, actually I'm God. Like, and yeah. like that, the song like takes that at face value, like, this 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 is actually like Jehovah, the higher power. Yeah. He's like he's like here. It's God. And this was like a test for Kendrick. So I'm like imagining in my head, like you you get to heaven. It's like, hey God. Um, I noticed, I noticed Kendrick isn't here. Kendrick Lamar. Have you seen him? And then God's like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, I actually disguised myself as a homeless man. And then he didn't give me a dollar, so he's he's, he's not here. He's out. <laughs> Sorry. He's out. Sorry, buddy. Oh, man. That reminded me of there's a song, and it's like, what if God was one of us, just a stranger on the bus? And I was just like. I was just like thinking about this song. And I'm like, yeah, that's a much harder, harder version of that song. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think it does have very real roots in yeah. like religious backgrounds. Like sure. Um, in like Muslim countries, mm-hmm. um, like they they're super hospitable. Yeah. Because like they believe that anyone who walks through their door could be an angel. So yeah. they, they want to treat them with like the utmost respect. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I and I don't know. I just I think I think 
on a on a different note, I really like uh, All Right. Oh yeah, I think All Right's good. It's it's kind of a more popular song yeah. from the album. That that was one of the ones that I had heard before. So obviously, it's probably not as like in depth because I think people, some people, they can like the reception for songs can be varied based off of like how poppy it is, you yeah. know, and how in depth. But I do like it. Like I think it's a nice break of like. it's a little bit like bit of levity where he's like i understand the contents in this thing and here's a nice little break yeah you know and it it also like the the album's like it it like has a pretty like a dip in energy yeah up until that point so that's when like the energy starts rising again builds back up and you're like yeah 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 uh yeah yeah I, you definitely feel ready for it at that point because it's like, whoa, here's the energy. Here like, we go. We're, we're having we're fun back, again. Baby. Here we go. I'm almost as happy as when I was listening to King Kunta. <laughs> it's your new theme song, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to feel like a black man taking no losses. <laughs> uh, oh, even man. Even when you are quite notably uh, a white man who takes several losses. No, no. 25% Jewish. Ah. Yes, I'm a I'm a slight minority. Yeah, got now you're cool. Yeah, I'm cool, you guys. Yeah, dude. No, it was it was really cool. Um, I I also just kind of like going back to like the title the title of of the album. Oh yeah. Did you kind of do any research on why it kind of got its name? Yeah, because it started out as to pimp a caterpillar, right? Yeah, it was which which was supposed to be Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, I like read that and I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind kind of kind of cheesy, but also kind of cool. I yeah, think. Uh, which Tupac makes a surprise cameo at the end of he, the album. He does make a surprise. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Talking to Kendrick. Yeah, Tupac's oh. still alive, guys. And Elvis. I met Elvis one time. Oh, really? Elvis is a homeless guy <laughs> oh. in L.A. Oh, good. He asked for a dollar, and I said no. <laughs> then, then he said, I'm God. Hey, by the way, I mean, if you asked a lot of women in the 1950s, they would tell you that Elvis is, in fact, oh. God. Even though I just found out Elvis never toured um, outside of America. Oh, really? That's crazy. Huh. No, he went to, he went to Canada. Oh. That's a lie. Oh wow, incredible. Once. Good job, Elvis. You're you're reaching diverse audiences. Yeah, I thought he was bigger than he was, but yeah. He's not King Kunta, so. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we were talking about the sorry, I yeah. went off on a tangent. Okay, but okay, I'll 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 bring us back on track on the album. Real talk. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Like as far as albums I've listened to, yeah. Um, in terms of the entire album, how it like draws together mm-hmm. i think this album has more artistic merit than any album i've listened to like yeah, that's fair pet sounds like i really liked all the instrumentation on it yeah, i loved everything like about it technically good yeah. yeah but like it's it's not as cohesive of an album yeah uh where to pimp a butterfly like i'm just in love with the fact that there's a poem that runs throughout the whole album yeah and every or so basically, the poem is read out in little bits, and uh, every time it gets read out, there's more and more added, and each bit that gets added um, like relates to the next song. Mm. And that's a, that's a really cool way to tie up the album. Um, and 
like each song in the album feels like individually valid. That's mm. not the right word. They were, but you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, but the the poem kind of ties the songs together. Yeah. And makes it a cohesive narrative. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's so many good stories mm. within the album too. Yeah, there really is, and yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think, I think I'm kind of a baby when it comes to listening to albums. I think yeah, I'm more of like, I'm a, I'm a mature album yeah, listener, Chad album listener, <laughs> version single listener. But I, I agree though. I think, I think music makes us feel things, you know, yeah. and I think we've, we've really categorized music for, is it good? Is it bad? Does it make me feel good when I listen to it? Am I going like this? Or is it like, no, I don't even want to listen to this. Skip to the next one. And I think I was confronted with something in To Pimp a Butterfly where it's like, here's something that you don't, that you don't need to jam out to, but you can respect and you can find merit in its artistic value and that makes it objectively good. And like, you know, I don't think I'd play a ton of these songs like on my commute home and just no. like on my own, like to be honest, but it made me feel something, you know, it, it like, when was the last time you like heard music and it made you feel something, whether it was like kind of being uncomfortable when it's like this dick ain't free and you're just like, like oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't know why this is weird. Or like, you know, there's there's like a certain level of like uncomfortability when you first listen to it, and I think it's cool because that uncomfortability turns introspective, and it's like, well, why are you in, uncomfortable about this? You know, like, are you are you just like ignorant to it? Like, do you need to research more about what this is about? You know, and then you have like this building respect for it as it goes on. You know, I think if I just listened to this offhandedly, one and done. I'd probably write it off, you know? Yeah. But because we're actually kind of doing a deep dive into it, it's like, oh, this has a lot of, like, meaning and weight. And, you know, I think I still want to, like, listen to some more stuff, but I think I agree with you in your sentiment that artistically this probably is one of the best. Yeah. I mean, it has, like, such dense lyrics, too. Yeah. Uh, Like, I actually read that, like, colleges use like these lyrics to mm. study yeah um but i think one of the like best like artistic moments on the album for me is you mm. like musically i think there's like one sample that's like very well used on it that i like really jive with yeah but other than that like it's kind of a repetitive song yeah um the rap isn't like i i'm not that aware of rap but it doesn't seem like that technical yeah but it's so personal yeah right like he outs himself for like his his guilt of leaving his sister mm. and then she gets pregnant um like as a teenager yeah and he's just he's just not there for it and he he taught like he i think i think it's like him talking 
but like as if he was one of his friends. Mm. Uh, and he, his his friend, so to speak, says like you face you FaceTimed our dying friend one time before he died, and like it was instead of a hospital visit mm. uh, because you were you were out being rich and famous and successful and you thought he'd recover. Yeah. Like he died and you weren't there. Yeah. And like, it's, it's the confrontation of his own guilt and yeah, like that, that's so cathartic. Yeah. It really is cathartic. And I think, I think uh, some of this album is like therapeutic in a way. Yeah. It's like, wow, you really get to see this guy's soul on display. And I feel like we, we miss that in music sometimes where it's like, we don't, always get to see people just like bear themselves completely and be like here's everything you know um which i think is crazy and you know but uh i was gonna say something completely forgot what it was oh good (laughs) Uh, this is this is how you know this is the high quality production entertainment that you expect from swine before we threw out our notes like second episode yeah we did yeah we'll just Man. We'll just figure it out. It's cool though that we kind of like had a lot of the same feelings coming into this thing, and like I, I was honestly like, I was like, Trent's gonna listen to this thing, and like he's gonna be like, okay, I've got complete understanding of this. I know what this is all about, and I'm gonna be like, I'm a little timid because I think I'm a little bit out of my class here to to speak on this properly. But I think, you know, I think we got what we could get out of it, which yeah, uh, which is absolutely. really sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is really what art is all about, right? Because, um, like, I think there's, there's art that pacifies you. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm hyped to see Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Lizzo pacifies Or Lizzo. Lizzo pacifies Joel. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, you know, Joel, Joel, what you said about me, like, the way I word things is like I'm like holding a gun, like <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> it's definitely true. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what's fun. Yeah. No, um, dude. Yeah. But that this is like this is like meat and bones of art. This is this is like the good stuff. The stuff that makes you yeah. think. This is meat and potatoes, and like I think I think you know it's like screw it. You can you can probably listen to a bunch of our other podcasts talking about happy stuff like yeah it's cool to go deep on this one and like really get into it and yeah i think we both kind of got something out of this to to kind of carry on with us and i'd say i'm a you know i'm, I'm a better person for it yeah you know? um and the thing i'm better for is king kunta yeah you definitely are <laughs> get you a king kunta shirt or something. Yeah. it just it just has the words on it i'll I do have to say though, like holy crap, rap as an as a musical form to like discern stuff, man, it's so much. <laughs> There's yeah. so many words. There's, like it's so it's easy. Dense. It's so dense. Like it's so easy to just find find a song and it's like there are four lines in this song and then a chorus and then four more lines and then two more choruses that's all you have to pay yeah, attention let's to do and a it's deep like dive on these yeah, six lyrics it's like here's a thousand different words that rhyme together and convey an eight minute story deal with that one bucko your yeah. little cute little podcast you think you're gonna <laughs> unravel this one huh 
You little rap god. Huh? So, like, to bring it back to, like, the conversation that kind of sparked my interest in this album with my friends. Yeah. Like, kind of, kind of the, like, stuff that gets thrown around, like, is rap music? Yeah. Well, you know, like, I, I think that, first of all, like, if, if people generally, like, listen to something and they're like, oh, yeah, that's music then that means that it falls within the like culturally understood understood definition right but if it's not music that's actually like super cool like there's a new form of art that people just like came up with and it's it's not music apparently but it's it it sounds a lot like it and it's super dense and you can fill a lot of information in it yeah and that like i have so much respect for rap as an art form yeah well, and you know, like, dude, I know so much about Eminem's life by yeah. listening to a ton of Eminem songs when I was in high school <laughs> and three weeks ago when I was in rush hour and I was not a happy boy, so I turned something really angry on. But it's like, I know so much about that that guy through his music. How much do I know about, like, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I hate, I know I know I always like use use the Rolling Stones as my music example. But it's like how much do you know about Mick Jagger? Like how much do they actually sing about like their lives and who they are? And I think the art serves a different purpose, but I think to get to know somebody on like such an introspective level, I would objectively say there's no backup for this. You know more about rappers and their lives through their music than you do so many other artists in musical forms just because they just they're just talking at you about experiences they've had but rap is just about cars and women yeah so and an anime is just literature <laughs> anime anime <laughs> is true literature anime is true literature um no nah, dude that's a really stupid conversation that someone would bring that up though that's like yeah that's like say that's like sitting down with your friends and saying What is art? <laughs> what is this grand Aristotelian abstract form of notion? Let me tell you what art is. What is art? Art is when you um, write a whole book about your stupid walks. <laughs> is that art? I would believe Proust to be the highest form of art. You know I like Proust. <laughs> Bruce doesn't talk about growing up in the hood. <laughs> and I can stomach that. <laughs> because I'm just a little white boy whose mommy does not kiss him anymore before he goes to bed. And I get very pissed off. <laughs> See, you're only going to get that if you listen to our other episode about Marcel yeah. Bruce. That's, that's, that's for true fans. Yeah. Excelsior. And all Swine Before Pearl fans have listened to... Uh, our Marcel Proust episode. I sure hope they have. Okay, so all Joel, right. um, we listened to one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. Um, why, or how are you better? Um, I'm, I'm better because I think I have, I don't know, I think I have a deeper, I think I have a deeper respect for the art form of rap through this because I think it like, expanded the spectrum of like hey this doesn't have to just be catchy rap it can actually be deeper and meaningful rap and i think it kind of showed me 
just to be more uncomfortable with some of the stuff I listen to. Like, don't don't shy away from it. If you don't like that, if if you feel weird about something that's in there, maybe that's a maybe that's a sign that you should investigate that a little bit more. You actually might come out a, a fuller person. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's what I got from that. Yeah. What and about for, you? For me, like. It definitely, like, opened my eyes to a whole world and, like, made me super interested in these issues. Mm. Like, uh, at the end of I, uh, Kendrick has, like, there. it's like a live version, mm-hmm. and he, like, get, has this rant about, like, how, um, like, uh, black people like kind of use the n-word to as like a way to continue their hatred towards themselves. Yeah. And uh I like in his rant he talks about um like if you like use the n-word hatefully against other uh people like you're you're no better than Samuel L Jackson on Django Unchained. Yeah. So like I was super interested and like I went and watched the movie of Django and Jane. Yeah. That's one of my top ten movies. Oh, dude, it's it's so good. I love that movie. I was so shocked. Much. I was. Oh, I like, can't believe you haven't seen that. Yeah. I love that movie. Like I, I was I was originally like I'm gonna, or like okay, this is a three hour movie. Like yeah. I can't watch the whole thing before bed. Right? Yeah. Like so, I'll just like pause in the middle. No, and I did. You're, you're not gonna pause. I didn't because it was so good. Dude, that's a oh man, we could have a whole podcast yeah. on that one. That's a gnarly movie. I, I wouldn't be it. surprised if we cover it eventually. I hope so. That's a really good one. Yeah, it's so good. Um, anyway, uh, but like that that wasn't the only way, and in fact, that's like kind of a trivial way. But it opened my eyes to like so many issues that I hadn't thought of before. Sure, and like kind of ha- gave me like the very important discovery. Of like something cannot be about you. Yeah. And you still enjoy it. Yeah. And you still appreciate it. Yeah. And you're better for it. Yeah. And that's all good. That's but great. That's okay. That's beautiful. The the heck of a way to sum that up. Yeah. That's yeah, really sweet. All right. So density scale, ten. Ten. Yeah. Yep. Big old birthday cake. Huge birthday cake. All, all right. To get so into. Let's talk about what's coming up. Well, if you come on down, you'll have Trent to tell you because he yeah. actually reads the schedule and I don't. I make the schedule. Trent makes the He He keeps the lights on around here. Yeah. I'm like and Salacious Steven. Crumb from Star Wars Episode 6. I just <laughs> sit at Trent's throne and go, <laughs> like anytime he like brings yeah. somebody in. Does that make Steven uh, Bib Fortuna? Yeah, Steven is, dude, look, look, at, look at his fit. That's total Bib <laughs> Fortuna vibes. All right. He's got the blue so, top. Look at those head tails. That's so true. Ne- okay, next week we are going to talk about the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, there's a joke to be made there. Uh, after there- that, we're gonna do In the Field. In the Field. And then after that, we're doing Nomad Land. And then after that, we're doing Folklore by Taylor Swift. Dude, we're starting to get into my territory uh, with some of the stuff, like like just kind of crunchy, crunchy, like earthy, just like. Folklore and Nomadland. We're going to make a whole pot of granola. 
and I'm gonna wear a jacket with a lot of holes in it. That's gonna be incredible. It's tune in, be amazing. Tune in in the next month. Yeah, for Swine Before Pearls. Yeah, and I'm starting my own podcast, and it's basically reviewing Bingo Bright flavors. I'd give Grape seven out of ten. Is a little disappointing because I didn't start bleeding through my ears. So, and that's oh. what I usually try to achieve from drinking. It doesn't that's say tough. anything about it not being shake before you. That's really tough, Joel. All oh. right, goodbye. Is it edible? Thanks for listening to the Swine Before Pearls podcast. Our executive producers have been Joel Kennecutt, Trent Grauman, and Stephen Kennecutt. Music is by Twizzled and used with permission. For more podcast information and for more episodes, please go to podcast.swinebeforepearls.com.